In step number three, we made a decision to turn our will and our life over to the care of God as we understood him. Now, in order to be able to do that, we're going to have to find out just what my life and my will consist of. In other words, we're going to have to take step number four, in which we made a searching and fearless moral inventory of ourselves. Now, as I mentioned before, there are no words in the 12 steps that are wasted. They are also all easily understandable English words. So here it says we made a searching and we made a fearless moral inventory. Now, searching means looking for something, not uh, avoiding something. You know, we uh, have developed over the period of years in our drinking a marvelous forgettery. Remember? <laughs> Sober up, Oof, forget it, forget it. And we did, but now we're looking for it. We want to search for the truth Fearlessly, in other words, we want to get a, rid of that bugaboo of all alcoholics' fear. Not afraid of what we're going to find. Moral inventory of ourselves. Now, right in the beginning, I want to make the remark. This step is not paramount as to the time element. It makes little difference whether you take this step the first month, the first year, the first three, or the first five years of your sobriety. But in my opinion, the eventual taking of this step is absolutely necessary for continued sobriety and something without which permanent serenity and happiness is, is, is impossible. Now, we are advised in the Big A book that this should be written. Why? In order to make it objective. You know, we're a little bit prejudiced in our own regard. And the alcoholic at the end of his drinking career is an awful lot prejudiced in his own regard. Now, we want to get away from that. We want to become objective in our look at ourselves. That's the reason it is suggested, as all things in AAR, it is suggested that this inventory be written carefully, without hurry, and yet sincere and thorough. One fellow came to me with his inventory. He had 21 pages, typewritten, single space. <laughs> well, he was honest. He was thorough. And undoubtedly, he got a tremendous effect from that in the adjustment period of his life to reality. Now, after we write it out, then we are advised to read it and to reread it in order to get an idea. This is me. This is the real me. This is the me that God sees. This is the me that my uh, friends and my enemies see. This isn't the me that I would like myself to be. But this is the real me with all the bad points and with all the good points. You know, a lot of people think we should only put down the bad points. That is not the totality of me. God has given us capabilities. Why? He wants us to use those.
for his honor and glory, and for the aid and help and salvation of our fellow man. We have caused a lot of evil to come into our lives. We have a lot of bad points. God wants us to gradually bring those under control, eliminate what we can, accept what we can't, and improve day by day the rest of our lives. Now, what measuring stick do we use in taking the fourth step? Now, if we look in the big AA book, it will give us a very fine example of taking the fourth step. Now, if you want to find out where that is, you get your big book. If you haven't got your big book, go buy yourself one. And on page 65, you will read, we were usually as definite in the fourth step as this example. And then it gives very clearly, I'm resentful at Mr. Brown. Why? His attention to my wife. He told my wife of my mistress. Brown may get my job at the office. In other words, we don't only want to put down resentments, anger, dishonesty, lying, stealing, but we want the cause of it. We are alcoholics. We are urged on or compelled to our drinking through these emotional impulses. And these cravings for alcohol are a result of our total emotional nature. So we want to get the cause. We want to get rid of it. Then in the third column, the Big A book says we list, for example, Mr. Brown, the cause, his attention to my wife, what does that cause in my life then? It affects my sex relations, my self-esteem, my security, and so forth. And on down the line, it gives a wonderful example how to put these things down item by item. Now, what measuring stick should we use? Well, everybody who believes in God, or even those who don't believe in God, has what we call a conscience. You know what that is. That's that little something that uh, never keeps us from doing anything but always takes the enjoyment out of us. <laughs> but the conscience will tell us this is right and this is wrong. This is good, this is evil. Then we who believe in God also have the Ten Commandments. That will again point out this is right and this is wrong. Then we have obligations of our state of life. If I am married, I have obligations that the single man does not have. The married man who has children has further obligations. If I have a certain job, I have different obligations than this person who has another type job in life. If I belong to a church, I also have more specific obligations. They will point out for me, this is right, this is wrong. Then we have the fundamental passions of man. Those seven drives that tend to uh, urge us off center. Pride, envy, jealousy, lust, anger, gluttony, and sloth. Then also we have the three fundamental theological virtues. Now, theological, for you who do not know, 
comes from the Latin or the Greek word teos, logos, means a study of God. In other words, the virtues that regulate our relationship with God. They are faith, belief in God, hope, hope and trust in his goodness and mercy, and charity, love of God, and in, through him, love of my neighbor. Now, the opposite of that, we will find, the opposite of faith is fear. The opposite of hope is despair. The opposite of charity is hatred. Now, this fear that is the opposite of faith is an intellectual fear. We as alcoholics have been dogged all our lives by the added impetus of emotional fear. We feel afraid. How many times have we not been asked by someone, well, what are you afraid of? I don't know. I'm just scared. That's an emotional fear. That is not a lack of faith. And many people get all mixed up. They'll come and say, well, Father, I'm losing my faith. I, I feel so afraid. Feelings are not facts. Feelings are not facts. And when we deal with relationship with God, truth is the only thing we look for. The intellect to show us this is truth and the will to follow it. The emotions are very deceiving. So it doesn't matter how we feel towards God. Such a person, the very fact they come to me to voice their concern that they have lost their faith shows that they have a deep faith in God. Their emotions are scaring them, to use the simple term which we hear so much. They are afraid. They feel afraid. Then hope, the opposite of hope, is despair. And that, too, can begin in the emotions, which is self-pity. The final is despair, giving up complete hope in God. God will not or cannot help me. That is despair. Then charity, love, the opposite of love is hatred. Now, I don't believe we have much hatred in this world. I mean, in this country, in America. I think we are blessed with little hatred here. A little, but not very much. However, we do have uh, lots of resentments. <laughs> and that is the seedbed of hatred, you know. And as we'll learn as we go along in AA, those are the seeds that we must constantly dig up and get rid of because they will lead us to hatred. Now, it also says in the fourth step, that this is an inventory of ourselves, not of your wife or your husband, of ourselves. We don't bring into the picture what they did. This is what I did or am doing. This is affecting my life in this way. And this probably will continue to affect my life in this way. I don't worry about the other person. We're taking an inventory of ourselves. 